Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Steve Kerr is uh, brought to us by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi, unbeatable internet only from Xfinity. And all of our guests join us on the Bud Light guest line. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Steve, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, uh, good to have you here on a Friday. You guys were busy this week, and obviously the road trip didn't end like you wanted it to. A couple of tough breaks in overtime, and then the always headache of a back-to-back in Denver. It just it, it caught up with you guys both nights. Yeah, well, you know, you can, you can look at the schedule and know that that Denver game is going to be tough, but it's our fault for making it tougher than it should have been because we we got to win that Minnesota game and if we do that we, we're heading to Denver with a, a 2-0 and mark on the trip then we're in great shape and then you, you know you kind of have a freak swing and, and you never know what happens so the Minnesota game is the one that um, that really is going to haunt us for a while and we got to I know we got to move past it but uh that was that was really kind of an unforgivable loss. Yeah, that was that was definitely a tough one. Um, you know, there have been a couple times this season where you have said in your pre or post game press conference that it feels like we're about to turn a corner and rattle off a ten game stretch that we're going to be really proud of, and then that doesn't happen. Does it feel like these last two games had sort of reset your GPS to how quickly you are to turning a corner? After all. No, I mean, I, I still, I still feel good about uh, our prospects and and our team and and uh, and our ability to go on a run. Um, it's just frustrating when we continue to give up really golden opportunities to, to you know sort of kickstart that that run that we're talking about. And uh, somehow we've got to got to just keep keep pushing forward and keep. Uh, you know, just getting better and trying to figure out, you know, how we can close out games, especially because we've feels like we've kind of given away, you know, five or six games this year and and not closed out another five or six on top of that that we could have won. So it's it's really been a, a frustrating season in that regard. I think we should be better than than what we are. Uh, when you say that, you. Every other year, you either had very good players who could do all the things you were asking for, or you had injuries that essentially took away every player you had. Has this been a lot harder on you than you thought it would be because you can't get the one thing that you'd become accustomed to the rest the, the other years that you've coached? I wouldn't say that. I mean, I, 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 I think every year is unique and... and uh you know, I'm very aware of 
how fortunate we were say, five, six years ago to have, you know, one of the great rosters in the history of the league. And I'm very aware that, that our margin for error is much slimmer now. Um, and yet, you know, we were able to win the championship last year. Um, and, and so I, I still believe in the group and I still believe that we can get there. But, you know, it, it's not it's not hard on me. I, I, I enjoy what I do and, and I look at it as a challenge and I can't wait to get to practice every day. And I love game nights. And so, yeah, I'm, I, I'm still excited every day. And it's more about just trying to, trying to help the guys get over the hump for their sake and for our fans' sake. and, and uh, But in the meantime, you know, I love what I do. Steve Kerr here on 95.7 The Game. So how do you coach someone whose career has been built on speed and athleticism to slow down? You know, in the ultimate John Wooden saying, you know, the be quick but don't hurry. How do you how do you coach that in to someone who has officially played enough NBA games now in Jordan Poole to to understand what that means and and still ask him to do it? And it's amazing how this even still applies to to Clay Thompson at times and Steph mm-hmm. Curry at times. I mean, late game execution right now is a criticism that falls right on the veteran side of your locker room. Well, I think it's, uh, you know, coaching is about uh, teaching and, and practicing and, and, and really reiterating messages and then doing it over and over and over again. It's, it's you know, a, a good team builds good habits. And, uh, you know, I, I think our team has always been uh, a little wild, but, um, you know, the, the wildness was offset by not only great talent, but, but I think also a lot of uh, veteran you know, players who have helped, you know, team, uh, you know, and, and corral some of that, that talent, you know. Um, and, and I think um, what what's interesting with this group and this team is that, you know, we've, we've still got a lot of talent. We've got a lot of, you know, veterans. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're almost having to do the job themselves. You know, I'm, I'm talking about Steph and Clay and Draymond. And that, that game in Minnesota was a good example, you know, uh, you know, they they needed to recognize um, mid fourth that w- where the game was, what the game required, and um, they're at the positions in their careers where you know it's uh, they they've got to recognize it, and and they know this. You know, I'm talking to them about it. Um, they've got to they've got to do a job that maybe they didn't have to do five or six years ago, but that's the evolution of our team, and that's the evolution of uh, of of our players. Given that the trade deadline is next week, do you find that you have to spend more time talking to players to sort of, you know, ease their concerns about whether they might get moved or not? Or has that never really been a problem that you've had, that your team's been stable enough that you haven't had to worry about that? Yeah, I generally will have a few conversations um, every year around the trade deadline with, with guys who, whose names are, are, are being mentioned. Um, you know, I, I just try to uh, be as transparent as possible with, with guys. And then if they have any questions or thoughts, you know, I'd, I'd like to be there to, you know, to listen to them. And that's part of the job. And, um, and I think, you know, one, one of the things I try to do every year, even at the beginning of the year is, just remind all of our players that you know the deal in the NBA is uh, you, you get this 
this amazing job, dream job, and you get paid a lot of money and it's exciting. And then also the flip side, that what comes with that is, you know, all the things that are tough, getting traded, getting cut, you know, getting injured, getting booed. And this is all part of it. And so, you know, for young players, it's really uh, the first time they've had to, to face this. For vets, you know, they have a better understanding that that's, you know, that's how it goes. Um, but within all that, you're trying to maintain a really, you know, positive culture and, and um, you know, an environment the players want to be in. And, and so it, it can be tricky when things are, are not going well. Steve Kerr here on Damon and Ratto. So you have talked to us years about the excellent working relationship that you and Bob Myers have together. There is total transparency. The two of you work hand in glove. Uh, how does this week work for the two of you? Uh, will there be, you know, maybe an unscheduled breakfast meeting Monday, Tuesday as you get closer to the deadline? Or are you guys going to spend more time around each other this week with a deadline looming? Can you tell us about the, the process that you guys will go through this week? Yeah, I mean, every year is a little different based on the schedule. But, uh, you know, given that we are, are home this week, you know, Bob and I will definitely sit down, uh, you know, probably early early in the week just to go over um, whatever's happening, whatever's out there, if there is something out there or not. And uh, and he'll fill me in on that. And and then, you know, we just, I, I go back and do my job and he does his and that's about it. So, I mean, generally we, we haven't had, we had the one big one for, for Wigs a couple of years ago. Um, at the trade deadline. Other than that, we've had very quiet uh, trade deadline periods. And and so I don't really expect anything to happen. I don't anticipate anything happening, but you always have to be prepared for it. Because you don't think that anything is going to happen, or you have a pretty good sense that not much is going to happen, do you not listen to the noise about other teams like the, the Kyrie Irving news today? And I'm not asking you to comment on it, but does any of that interest you except as an academic exercise? Do you try to sort of shut that out till the deadline's over? Um, I, I look at it as just any fan would look at it. You know, it's, it's more just out of interest. It doesn't affect our business at all with, with the Warriors. Um, you know, so you... You know, I'm, I'm like everybody else. I wake up and, you know, read, read the NBA news and uh, follow it. And, and But it's, it, it doesn't really factor into, you know, to my job. Steve, is it a, is it a question of, of can't or won't in terms of improving some of the sloppy play or the focus on defense? If this is indeed the team that you have, I mean, is it safe to conclude that you think without a move, you have the right team to defend an NBA championship with and that when the playoffs start, the light will indeed come on and and we will once and for all bury the notion of a regular season being important at all in this league? No, I, I, I still believe that we can do this and... and um uh, I tell the players that almost every day, and uh, and it's it's authentic. Um, it, it, we do have things to, we've got to improve on, and you know we're down to thirty games left in the season, so we need to take those steps now. Um, but I still feel like we can do them, I, and uh, I'm, I, I think our team is not 
afraid of anybody. Um, I think given our experience and our, you know, our, our history in the playoffs, um, our guys have a ton of confidence. Um, but we, we, yeah, we got to do a better job, especially closing games. But, um, I, I think just overall and in general, the coaching staff too, you know, we've got to, we've got to settle on some rotations and, and, uh, you know, figure out exactly how we're going to put this puzzle together the best way that we can, because it's, it's still not clear. And, you know, while that is disconcerting, I, I still believe that it can be done. One of the, Obviously, literal biggest pieces you guys have to consider is is James Wiseman. 17 minutes for James Wiseman last night in his first game in more than a month. What'd you think? He was great. Yeah, James did a really nice job. And um, it wasn't surprising because he puts the work in. And, you know, he's still, even though he hasn't been playing uh, in games the last week or so, he's been working hard every day in practice. Our guys scrimmage. Um, you know, we, we, we've seen the improvement, and we know it's coming. So it's uh, unfortunately, you know, for him and for us, it's, we're just, you know, in a in a in a time where every everything is put under a microscope, and uh, so he's you know he's just a guy because of where he was drafted and his size and abilities. You know, you know people are going to constantly talk about. Um, everything with him, and that's that's part of the package for him. But uh, in the meantime, he's putting in the work, and he's getting better. Um, it is the nature of the way the Western Conference is, where you're essentially a game and a half out of fourth and a game and a half out of 13th, even this late in the year. Does that change the way you look at, boy, we'd better have our stuff taken care of by game X? that it's going to be so chaotic that you can't really even set a date like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I don't think any of us really think that way in terms of, you know, some linear objective, like we've got to, we've got to be in this spot by that date or whatever. We just try to get better, you know, every, every, every night, every day, try to move forward and, and, and win the next game. And, um, that's that's what made that Minnesota game so uh, disappointing. Is that we you know we we felt like we had made strides. We've been in a pretty decent place, and uh, you know we we had that game in our grasp, and it would have been a big win, and we don't get it. So um, you know it, we just we just got to keep going. In a year where consistency is hard to find for you guys, the one thing that has been consistent is you're you're much better at home. You got four of your next five at Chase Center, so hopefully this is another one of those. Here comes the corner that they turn around moments for you guys as it's all coming up. By the way, you'll have the uh, Lakers at home the Saturday before the Super Bowl, and unless LeBron James scores sixty three points between now and then, which absolutely is probably almost certain to happen. Uh, the biggest moving circus in sports might come to Chase Center as he tries to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the number one all-time scorers list. How much would you prefer to avoid that? <laughs> I haven't really given it much thought. How, how many games do they have before ours? So they've got New Orleans, Oklahoma City Thunder, and the Milwaukee Bucks. He needs 63. He probably gets that in three. Yeah, probably taken care of by that time. So, um... Yeah, I, th- I think that's, uh, you know, 
neither here nor there. I mean, on the one hand, uh, you, you know, you, you 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 always love being you know part of of something special, and that, that this is an accomplishment that is incredibly special and unique. On the other hand, um, you know, let's let's just go win the game. So who cares? <laughs> right? Can, can you imagine? I mean, it's it's this is one of those records that you know we used to talk about how that's that's one that you can put into the might never be broken category, and and here it indeed is. You know, I was thinking about this today, Steve. You 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 played with Jordan. You played with Duncan. You played against Kobe and Magic and Larry Bird. You coached Steph Curry. You have coached and have coached against. LeBron James, I mean, that's easily seven of the 15 greatest basketball careers and <laughs> players ever that you have been around in a significant way throughout your career. If if you were asked to put on a, a symposium, a seminar about being around greatness, how to coach a great player... Like, what's some advice you would pass along to the next generation of coaches dealing with the next generation's great player? Uh, it's, a, it's a good question because coaching is a lot different now than it was when I played. I think just based on the the, the way we live our lives today with social media, with uh, you know fan reactions, with uh, the, the size of a story that maybe wouldn't have been a story 25 years ago. You know, maybe you, uh, back in the day, if your starters aren't playing well and the bench, bench is going well and you leave the bench out there and you don't put the starters back in, it really wasn't that big of a deal. You know, today, you know, it leads off the every sports morning show, you know, the next day. And it's controversy, you know. So-and-so didn't put the stars back in. Is there a rift? You know, all this stuff. So... It's, it's dramatically different. And so you're managing not just people, but expectations and uh, sort of societal norms. It's, it's really tricky. And uh, you're still trying to boil it down to just coaching a basketball team and, and getting a, a group of guys to execute together. But uh, I think it's a lot more complex now than it's ever been. It probably isn't something that you have to do often because they're great players, and you'd think that great players pretty much take care of themselves. Or is that like wishful thinking? And is there actually more support and encouragement than we would ever imagine need to be applied to a great player? And how often do you actually have to reel someone in who ticks that box of a box of of great player? Like where you have to manage them being less of uh, you know an ego which i know steph, yeah. steph is an amazing situation by the way happy uh, mj day two twenty uh, two three twenty three i don't for those who observe steve i don't know how you're celebrating but you know how much how much different was it to be around his level of greatness as opposed to steph's well i mean the, the, the similarities are the work ethic and just a daily commitment to, uh, to to winning the obsession with winning you know just willing to do anything to to give yourself a better shot um, but every individual is different um, I think one of the reasons uh, that it, the quality of the human being factors in so much to winning I mean you look at, at uh, historically whether it's you know Tim Duncan or Michael or you know, in the modern day, you know, you look at at Steph, you look at LeBron, 
You know, you look at uh, Giannis um, in all of these cases, and I certainly watched it with Phil and Michael in Chicago. And so there's a collaboration that goes on with the coach, and there's a, an, a, an awareness from the coach that that player, even though he's a star, he still needs coaching. You know, he still needs because he's a human being, and we're we're, we're all vulnerable. We all, uh, you know, kind of need help to get to get where we want to go. I mean, nobody nobody does it by themselves, and in every case. Uh, even in individual sports, it's still a team effort. You know, tennis players, golfers, they got their teams behind them. And so I think even the best players on earth understand that and that the quality of their character means that they're willing to embrace that collaboration, and that changes everything. And and that's why I'm so blessed to coach the guys I do, you know, here in Gold State and why we've been so lucky, you know, this past decade to, to watch this team because of the the quality of the human beings involved. As a general rule, and I know every player and every coach are different, how many years does it take to develop that kind of a relationship where you could say, well, by year four, we should pretty much know each other about as well as we're ever going to? Or is that an unreasonable uh, thing to do, trying to put a date on that too? Yeah, I, you seem to love these math equations, Ray. Um, you're more you're more science than art, aren't you? I'm neither. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I think it's just it just depends. I mean, Steph Curry, it, it felt like it took about two months to to build a relationship with him, but he's an incredibly welcoming, open, vulnerable human being, and and. Uh, and, you know, most people aren't like that um, in, in the NBA or just in life. And uh, so it just it always depends on, on the individual. And, you're, you know, a part of your job as a coach is to try to connect with everybody uh, at a certain level. And that's one of the things that makes it fun. Everybody's so different, and you, you try to connect with each guy however that needs to happen. Was there a definitive moment where you felt that you earned the trust of Michael Jordan as a teammate? Yeah, not until I hit uh, the shot in the finals to, to to win game six in 97. And he actually said it uh, after the game, you know, and I, I remember, you know, he said something like, well, you know, Steve earned my trust tonight. And I, and I thought to myself, man, I thought I had done that a couple of years ago, but apparently not, <laughs> you know, but the standard was pretty high. The bar was pretty high with that guy. Well, you've uh, set a pretty darn good standard for yourself, man. And uh, this is, a, like you said, a 30-game sprint to the finish. And I just want to make sure that I've heard you correctly. We don't want to misquote you. you. You believe the Golden State Warriors can repeat as NBA champions, as built tonight. Yeah, 100%. That, that, that is uh, absolutely something I believe and and that's that's what we're working on that's the plan cut print that's the interview steve thank you, you very very much we'll talk to you next week sounds good all right see you guys t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns 
including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.